<sighs> when it rains, it really does pour. And somehow, against all odds, the Winnipeg Jets have found themselves dealing with one injury crisis only to stumble into another one. With the Jets now down three games in the series and Mark Shifley alongside Josh Morrissey, Nikolai Ehlers, and Cole Perfetti, climbing back feels almost impossible. We'll dive into the series and this game number four on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to receive $20 off your first purchase. Now, like I said, obviously, you all saw it. I saw it. The pain is just uh, another defeat at home, another bitter loss. The Jets falling to the Vegas Golden Knights, now down 3-1 in the series. It just feels like the end is is in sight. And for this team, you know, they've been through a lot this year. Uh, the past couple of seasons have been a bit of a crap sandwich. You know, you, you get fed a lot of turds. And Winnipeg could not make lemonade out of any of it. Uh, fan attendance has been flagging. Season ticket holders have been, you know, not renewing uh, in a lot of instances. And the vibes for the series coming in were really high. Winnipeg felt like it was starting to turn a bit of a corner. You know, short sort of backed its way into the playoffs. But you know what? They made the dance. They were even playing some pretty decent hockey. And, you know, finally, the Jets were starting to finish chances. And Hellebuck looked pretty much unbeatable. But then Vegas happens. And all of it has just gone completely to pot. You know, that, that first couple of games where... The Jets dominated, and then in the you know, the second game, things started to shift, and, and Game 3, immediately first couple of minutes, you lose Josh Morrissey for the rest of the series. How could it possibly get worse? Well, Game number 4 sprang upon us a wonderful turd cake, uh, just absolutely awful, with a, a you know Mark Shifley injury, likely for multiple games from the sounds of it. You know, he, he went down from... A, a bit of a knock into the boards. He got tripped and fell as he was trying to score on Laurent Brassois. Brassois stuck his stick out and in the process caught Shifley. Shifley went really hard into the boards. He did come out for a shift after that and, and did try to take a shot. But after that, he he grabbed his arm, kept it close to him, and went off the ice. So if you could outline any sort of nightmare scenario this was probably the worst. Uh, I, I don't know how the Jets have somehow pissed off the hockey gods. It feels like we're cursed this year. I, I I don't get it, man. The amount of injuries that this team has had to endure, especially the key critical starters and the lack of depth to replace them, 
It's just beyond belief. And this Vegas team is fast. It's dangerous. And it's finally starting to pick up the pace for Winnipeg, which, you know, this Jets team just can't keep up. I think we saw the guys were barely holding on. They were gassed beyond belief. Game three had already taken a huge bite out of this team, and it was very present in this game. And yet, for all of that, you know, I still felt like the Jets fought like heck. I mean, this team laid it all out there. I think that in terms of the effort, the you know, it was all there. The heart was there, the effort, the willpower, but the lack of skill and Vegas just being deeper at every position really put the Jets behind the eight ball. And it's really unfortunate because it feels like this could have been a good opportunity for the Jets to not only get the fan base back into it, but get the team believing again. I think this team, you know, still feels the the haunting of that that five game or six game series, you know, a couple of years ago in 2017, 2018, flurry stonewalling us, Vegas marching on to the cup finals. We all still remember the pain and suffering of that and the frustration of of seeing the best Jets team we've ever seen fall short of the mark, even though it deserved better. And to see the Jets again fall short of the mark this time from a, a number of issues that are partially self-inflicted, partially all just really bad luck. You know, it feels like once again, Winnipeg is is finding itself on the wrong end of everything that could go wrong. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this series. It just feels like it's such a deflating end to how things, for me at least, I had kind of envisioned. I was hoping that Winnipeg would at least win more than one game this playoff run, but it feels like that's not happening. You know, the Jets now have to go to Vegas uh, for game number uh, five, and how on earth are you going to win there without Shifley, Morrissey, and the rest of the gang? Even if Ehlers comes back, I mean, good freaking luck, man. This Jets team is battered, it's bruised, it's exhausted, and I just don't see how they replace the impact of so many top players. You know, one or two of them you might be able to skate by with, but the entire like top six uh, basically be do- being reduced to half strength and you know a significant portion of your blue line scoring going away. It's just too much to ask of this team, and I think Winnipeg has probably gone about as far as it possibly can with the team that it's got. So, yeah, all I can say is, you know, it's a shame, but this is just the way the league goes sometimes. You take your lumps, and I think Winnipeg will kind of look at the trade deadline and look at some of the lack of roster moves and see where, you know, maybe the Jets gave up on some opportunities that could have helped the team avoid the situation. We'll talk about some potential adjustments for game number five, if you can even make any, and how that might play out, you know, if the Jets are down Mark Shifley as well uh, for that game. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the only hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And they have a couple of really great proprietary features. They've got something called Instant Match, which is a fantastic opportunity to find candidates who match all of the qualifications that you need on your job listing and also provide you the experience and quality uh, applications that make sure that you don't get bad applicants, and folks that you're not really interested in. And if you don't get the matches you're looking for, you don't pay a cent. 
Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. And this is based on internal data polling that they've done, which, you know, having used Indeed and seen how convenient and, and powerful their services are, I have to say I recommend them just as somebody who's, you know, an end user customer. I was applying the jobs through Indeed. I thought it was fantastic. And for those of you who are, uh, you know, looking to market to more applicants using Instant Match, I really feel like this is going to be a big boost for your business. To get started right now, you know, Indeed knows you're growing your own business and you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Again, that is Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, of course, for joining us again for the conversation about Winnipeg versus Vegas. Tough, tough, tough series, man. It's been a bit of a disaster, and now it kind of seems like Bones is telling us Mark Shifley is likely to miss Game 5. Honestly, even if the Jets made it to Game 6, I don't think he'd be ready for that either. Uh, You know, you might as well just say Mark Shifley is going to miss the first round of the playoffs, because I I don't think based on how he went down and the sort of injuries that you can kind of come away with from those, I would be shocked if he would to, if he were to return um, before the end of the series, it just doesn't seem that likely. Heck, if the jets were to make the second round, there's no guarantee that he wouldn't miss time then either. So yeah, you know, for the jets, this has been um, kind of a nightmare scenario. You know, you lost your Norris candidate trophy, kind of player. You lost your uh, leading center and you were already down a couple of big stars in Ehlers and Perfetti who helped balance your top nine. So suddenly the Jets just kind of look like uh, an IR list, basically supplemented by a mixture of guys who are doing their best to try and elevate themselves and elevate their games out of bottom six roles into more top nine deployments. But it's asking too much against this Vegas team. The Jets are fighting really hard, but I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to make up the difference in offense from all of these top level players. And so, you know, for the Jets heading into game five, all I can say that you really need to do is just try your best. I know that that sounds really silly, but I think for the the, the fan base and for the team, as long as you put your best foot forward and, you know, the rest, it doesn't matter anymore. Winnipeg is already going to lose the series. I think we're seeing the writing on the wall. And so at the end of the day, just go out, have fun, try and, you know, make this last run a bit special. But also, you know, I think we're all understanding of of where this direction for the series is going. It's it's definitely trending towards the Jets loss. I'm not really shocked by it, but I am disappointed because I felt like this was a big opportunity for the Jets to make a statement and, and really show up the nights after Vegas has basically had a run of the playoff field for years. Um, but Unfortunately for the Jets, they've run up against a team that is just starting to put two and two together. Offensively, the Knights look very sharp, and Winnipeg has not been able to really connect on its own passing, which leads to too many missed opportunities. If the Jets are going to try and scrap a game out in Game 5, you know the first thing that you're going to have to really hope for is that the Lowry line shows up in a big way, because right now the top six is kind of vacant, and it's not for lack of trying for some of the players, but 
the the duo of Connor and Dubois that worked earlier this year has been just completely dead on arrival in this postseason. And obviously, you know, asking them to be elite first liners maybe doesn't work if you don't have the right winger to accompany them. But like Nino Niederreiter is a very strong forechecker and somebody who should stylistically at least fit alongside that unit. So for me, I just see that this team, you know, if it was top heavy before, it's basically one line of scoring now. Uh, without Shifley, I mean, I don't even know what you're supposed to do, right? Gustafson maybe comes back in. Maybe you call up Jansen Harkins. I don't know. You don't really want to handicap the Moose, especially for a lost cause in which the Jets are, quite frankly, clinging on to grains of sand now. I mean, the Jets, I think they all understand where this roster situation is. I think that they're probably keenly aware that, you know, in all likelihood, Vegas is going to pull this one away and close out the series uh, later this week. But, you know, as long as Winnipeg makes a run of it, as long as they show that they can really put up a fight, I mean, that's all that I ask for every time. And none more so than now when the Jets are kind of down in the dumps and, and really lacking an extra level of, of support. I mean, no one that they could call from the moose is going to replace the impact of the players they've lost. At most, you're just kind of hoping for some fresh legs. But beyond that, there's not much else to really get excited about. I guess if I have to, you know, say any positives from this game and from the series, uh, Morgan Barron, I think, has really endeared himself to fans. I think he's been fantastic the entire run. He's made some really great defensive plays really fun offensive drives. I know that the on-ice numbers might look a little rough for him, but trust me, he's doing some really good things, and I wouldn't mind seeing him getting a top six look, especially if Bones is trying to reconfigure stuff ahead of game number five. I also thought Stanley, you know, for all of his faults, had a very solid game number four. Um, it wasn't great, you know, and if I think if you look at, like, a lot of the on-ice numbers for him, also pretty poor, but I felt like for his standards... You know, he won some good board battles, had a couple of good offensive zone keeps, even had a slap pass that might have been converted for a goal had the shot been taken just about of a, like a half second sooner. So all in all, you know what, for a guy who hasn't played in weeks and was asked to draw into this lineup against a very difficult Vegas team, I got to give Stanley some kudos. I thought he was very strong. But, but maybe the one player that I really want to spotlight the most is Dylan Sandberg. I thought that he is, you know, been a big part of this team for the past several months and in this game he basically shook off game three and acted like it was nothing really impressive from him had some really good defensive plays a couple of nice offensive zone activations but in general just made sure that you didn't know he was on the ice for that horrible goal against to lose game number three proud of the kid i think he's done a really great job and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing him in a jets uniform for many 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 years to come now, obviously, Winnipeg has those adjustments to make and, you know, a couple of things that they're just hoping sort of pan out. As far as the other series go, though, we'll dive into a quick look at some of the other playoff teams and how they have performed in uh, game number four for many of these teams. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events really shouldn't be stressful. A lot of you buy stuff for either concerts or sporting events. I know I buy hockey tickets every once in a while. Most of my guilty pleasure is concerts, but that stuff gets really expensive really quickly. And Game Time is here to help. They've got killer deals like last minute sales. They've also got their own flash specials. And when you buy their tickets, they're not only easy to purchase, but they also give you an in-house seat view so you know what you're getting into and you can avoid stuff like obstructive views 
or bad angles that don't give you the experience you're looking for. And again, you know, all you have to do is buy those tickets. They arrive in a matter of seconds and they're sent directly to your phone. So you'll never have to dig through your email again for a PDF. If you know what I'm talking about, you know how much of a pain that is. And that makes it great to download the GameTime app. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and when you do, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We're just wrapping up with some updates around the league for a couple of playoff series. A few of them have started to edge closer to the end, similar to the Jets against the Knights. One such series is Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Toronto has now taken a commanding 3-1 lead in the series after finding themselves kind of on the wrong end of a game four uh, against Tampa Bay. The Lightning had a very commanding early lead and then basically imploded for uh, 40 straight minutes before Toronto managed to uh, end up sealing the win in overtime. A massive victory, and it finally seems like the Leafs are going to win a playoff round, which, you know, it, it doesn't exactly sound like the uh, the highest bar to clear, but when you're this Toronto franchise that has quite frankly been pretty darn cursed, uh, I think you'll take it. You know, you're not going to ask questions about how it happens. You just want it to happen at some point so that you stop being the laughing stock of the NHL. Now, will people still make fun at their expense? Probably. And most likely their reward is to face Boston, which, yeah, great. <laughs> no reason that should be a problem for Leafs fans. But, um, you know, Toronto, I guess, <sighs> strange team over the years. One of those squads that's had plenty of depth, plenty of skill, but just could never really package it all together in a way that made sense and got them through to, to the next round. But finally, seems like that might be changing. We've also seen a major comeback from New Jersey. They have now tied the series after a big 3-1 to one victory. Jonas Siegenthaler drew back in and immediately had a nice offensive impact for this Devils team. Speaking of Siegenthaler, you know, a guy like him basically was given away by the Caps. I feel like if the Jets ever got wise to how the defender market works, they could probably find a couple of really good cheap acquisitions who would boost this team's blue line and give the Jets some back-in mobility. But that's a question for another time. In terms of the Devils, obviously a big win for Akira Schmid, but, you know, you know, the Rangers are a very dangerous team. We'll see how they respond in game number five at home, or actually on the road, uh, I don't know if they've really had much success playing against New Jersey on the road, but we'll see if uh, home ice advantage for the Devils can be a major asset. The last game worth talking about is Vegas or uh, Colorado versus the Kraken. The Kraken have now even the series as well, 2-2, with a massive uh, game winner from Jordan Eberle. He sort of embarrassed Kale McCarr, which... Quite honestly, McCarr kind of deserved. He had a very dirty hit along the walls against Jared McCann. Somehow avoided a five-minute major despite being a very clear five-minute major. It was actually originally ruled as a five-minute penalty, and then for some reason they reversed the decision, made it a minor, and pretty much angered just about everyone, whether on social media or at the rink. But uh, as far as the series goes, you know, the Kraken are certainly a very dangerous team. They have made a real run at trying to unsettle the, the Colorado Avalanche and the defending champions. 
So far, it looks like it's starting to pay off. It would just be nice if how the Kraken played was something the Jets could replicate without 6,000 injuries. But unfortunately, the Jets are just going to have to make do. And that leads me to asking what you think the, uh, the next score, uh, the score for this upcoming Jets in Vegas game is going to be later this week. Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco. And also tell me if you think the Jets have a chance to claw back in this series. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!